Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, we are back. Flowtrack Podcast. I'm Kevin. He's Gordon. Flowtrackpodcast at gmail.com. Email address. Subscribe to the show on YouTube. Watch live. We got someone tuning in from Germany. Hey, international podcast here. That's what people have said. They've said we have an international reach. How you doing, Gordon? I'm doing great. Um, when the last night I was watching the World Baseball Classic. Yeah. USA versus Japan, mm-hmm. America's pastime versus Japan's pastime. Japan has a better pastime, apparently. But it was fun by to one wa- run. By one run. By one run. Yeah, good. It run. was fun to watch it. It's it's always interesting seeing like you cheering for team athletes that are not that are American, but they're weird. on a yeah, different team, so it's kind of weird. Uh, but it shows why it's fun to watch. This is what it got me thinking. It's it's fun. I think it's a big reason why some people enjoy track and field too. It's like it's fun to cheer for athletes that represent your country like i enjoy cheering for athletes that represent my city yeah but they don't really represent the city they're just paid to represent my city mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. or just like yeah, yeah whatever but you're not really paid to represent your country so it's a little more of like hey you're just doing it because for the love of the country now i get it we can get really like oh you should get paid in our sports yeah. and all that stuff that's a different story but it's just cool to see people rally around there hometown and it made me think like should we just like only like should we just like get rid of the nba and just be like it's all be international it's all international it's basically a track, track model basically. it's a track model everybody has, is saying in the sports world these 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 big sports nba nfl should do more to take from track yes Everybody's that's saying, what i'm trying to get what to. are those guys doing i want to do what like, we don't doing. need kansas city versus philadelphia in a super no, no, bowl no. we just need usa yeah versus argentina who would you take in football which football? American football. <laughs> American football, USA. You going U.S.? Yeah, the type of football, Argentina. Okay. 20 times out of 20. All right. 21 I, times out of 20. I, I like this. I like this idea. But like it's – Send it over to Adam Silver and – Yeah, it was, just, it was fun to watch. And, you know, I think for 
don't know. It's also cool to watch like at stakes baseball in March. You know what my takeaway was? This will be the last baseball comment, and then we'll move off of it. Uh, made me really want that pitch clock now. <laughs> yeah, because I was I was like, it was taking time. Yeah, yeah. it was getting late. It was this getting is, late. This is this is we're at thirty seconds. Throw the ball. There ah. should be a pitch clock in getting into the blocks. I think for some people, yeah. some people like to take the good old time like get the, into the blocks. But see, I like that level of gamesmanship. But in sometimes baseball, I don't like little... it because it's part of a three-hour thing. It's not going to extend the. Who meeting. do you think takes the longest to get into the blocks? I don't know, but. I know. I'm, I'm going to watch from now on. Who is it? He's a really good runner. Well, of course. Hasn't broken the world record yet. You don't You do not do it unless you're good. That's a move that you only pull yeah. if you're already pretty good. Grant Holloway takes a long-ass time to get into the blocks. Oh, really? Yes. All watch. right. Well, next time we got to talk to him about that. Yeah. It takes a really long time. Why do you take so long to get into the blocks? Because it's is it intentional. Move. Is it? it? Definitely. Is it? Because they practice that. They practice the whole routine. So do you think he's watching? Oh, Devin Allen took him eight seconds. My routine needs to be eleven seconds. And do you think that if you take so long to get into the blocks, there's like a limit to how long you can take? Like, could you just see like start? They're just I, gonna start shooting the gun. <laughs> hey, but sorry, if you just do it like you, they, you just trick the official Starter, yeah. to think that like, oh no, it's a normal time, and then you realize you know an entire episode of Game of Thrones. Is <laughs> uh, we also got Dwayne from the UK. In the chat, this is awesome. Love it. Uh, Jordan there says, "Interesting shirt, Gordon. It's very Gordon." Yeah. For those of you listening, not watching, it says, "Have a take, coward." And then the bottom it says, "The art of the take." The art of the take. There, okay, yeah. there we go. Gordon giving a full view of his shirt. Do you know who this is an image of? No, I don't. It's a, it's a, it's the Donald Trump, the art of the deal cover. Oh, I see. Yeah, and then they just put a fire emoji, art of the fire take. over it's it. Joke okay. and yeah, great joke. Anyway. The best jokes Hilarious. we've always said are the ones you know, you have to explain. You know, those Donald Trump jokes these yeah. days. Yeah. People loving those. All right. So on today's pod, talk about Zane Robertson getting suspended for eight years uh, for doping. Devin Allen going back to Penn. We'll debut our 100-meter rankings for both men and women. And the plan is Chloe Abbott's going to join us on the pod, 400-meter runner and – Contestant on The Voice. Chance the Raptor, Team Chance. Team Chance. Chance Always take a chance on Team Chance. Chance the Rapper, Chloe the Runner. I don't know. Is there anything there? Dynamic duo right there. Yeah. Chloe the Runner and Singer and everything else she's doing. So we haven't had a guest though in forever. It's been like over a year probably. No, it's been less than – I don't know. It's been a year. We've always planned to have The last guest we had was probably Josh Kerr during – When I was gone. Euros or NCAAs or Worlds. During Worlds. No, we had World no, Kira D'Amato. Remember when she dunked on we you? Did. We did. Because you looked up the high school results incorrectly. And yes. she was nice enough to follow up with an email after she found the physical copies of them. But if this interview goes well, maybe we'll do it more often. Yeah. If it doesn't, then this is the last one. Cancel the pod. Chloe didn't even know. A lot of pressure on this interview. We've talked to her before. She's great. Uh, I'm excited for that. Um, all right. Oh, Rob asked Kevin, how's the bench going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Had some shoulder issues. First time in my life I've had a shoulder injury though but still able to lift haven't maxed yet so i can't give you an update on my road to 200 i'm doing a dunk attempt this weekend you're just still going 2022 never ended for gordon nope all right let's talk about this zane robertson story suspended eight years after testing positive for epo distance runners run sub 60 in the half marathon Made a couple Olympic teams, run a variety of distances. Famous in the running world because him and his brother Jake at a very early uh, 
point in their career at age 17, moved to Kenya to train. Uh, there was actually a feature on FlowTrack about this at the time, uh, following their training and, and racing and their pursuit of becoming the best in the world. Now, Zane had actually announced his retirement earlier this year, um, but the positive test doesn't come from a post-career test. It comes from a test that was administered when he was still competing at a half marathon. Yeah, so let's kind of go through the timeline here of the public timeline. So yeah. publicly, on February 3rd, Zane announced his retirement. He said, sometimes I post here, sometimes I don't. The last two years haven't been great for me on and off the track. A lot of people, companies involved in almost making me lose interest in the sport completely. A lot of things going on outside the sport also. People sometimes forget that we are humans before we are athletes. And the reason why I'm saying this is I have a feeling he knew about this pending doping suspension mm -hmm. when he made this post about his retirement on February 3rd. Yeah, that wasn't too long ago. And we yeah. know how long it takes most of these cases to be processed. Yeah. And then he just talks about how he's retiring because I have no plans. I'm not a professional runner anymore, blah, blah, blah. So then we get the news here on, on March 21st, 22nd that EPO. Now, this isn't mm -hmm. a burrito type situation or like tainted, tainted meats or some like I didn't know, whatever. This is straight up EPO. That's mm -hmm. like the crown jewel of doping mm -hmm. is EPO. And his excuse yeah. was original. I hadn't heard I this, had one, this one. Yeah. Chalked this up as a new one. Well, and it has to be new because it pertains to COVID. Yeah. COVID-19 and specifically the COVID-19 COVID vaccine. This excuse is going to be very dated. No one's going to be using this in 2045. Yeah, this is the window with to which use to use it. Yeah, he says he got administered EPO when he was going in for a COVID vaccine because he said the hospital thought he said he had COVID and they were giving him EPO to treat COVID. I don't know if there was a box like Pfizer, Moderna. EPO. Johnson Wait, Johnson. Let me check. Do you have the card? The card I think on, on that back. card, like there's a, a, another box that says EPO. But here's the issue with it. Uh, and this comes from a New Zealand Herald article. Uh, Drug-free Sport New Zealand alleged that Robertson was not administered EPO at the facility, that he had not attended the facility on the claim date, that of the two doctors he claimed had treated him, one was a laboratory technician and the other was not employed at the facility that the medical notes were not generated at the facility and the patient number on the notes was not Robertson's. So it didn't take them long to punch no less than five well, holes here's the thing. through this story. If you're going to use COVID vaccination as your excuse, you should at least have a legit COVID vaccination story to tell. You want to make up a story. You don't want to make up the story that you're making up. Well, and then you get the other four years. Yeah. And this is why this is eight instead of four. He but gets the full – well, and he's hail – dude, he was just like shooting from half court. Well, exactly, exactly, right. But but that people want to know, hey, wow, eight years, that's a that's a long suspension. Well, that's why. You get four for the positive test. You get four for tampering, and this is considered tampering because he's presenting all this false evidence. Should you get another four for like the ridiculousness of the excuse? It's like graded on a scale, however crazy you get. I just – you know, it's. I feel bad for obviously all the people like you raced against. You 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 feel, but he's now Kenya's had a lot of positives over the past couple of years now, but this is just sort of like you throw that in there, like hey, look at look at this shady stuff that happens over there. I, I, like on, on the way out to throw that out there, um, I don't think I don't think that's fair. Um, 
And again, this was a guy who people followed his story very intently. He had a lot of interest relative. Now he's a good runner, but he had more interest relative to his performance than a lot of other people, just because the brother element, just because the training in another country portion of it. Um, so this isn't just an ordinary bust if there are ordinary busts anymore. Yeah. And, uh, Again, it doesn't really affect much of the future because the guy was going to retire, was retired anyway. Yeah. So it doesn't really affect the landscape of international athletics. Also, it doesn't really affect really landscape. He wasn't a medal contender. Yeah. I mean, he was in, in Olympics and he's pushing people back a spot. I'm sure there's prize money on road races and things, sure. but there's not a massive reallocation of medals that yeah. has to take place now because he got popped. Yeah. It's uh, people still dope. That's what we're learning as yeah. much as we think like, hey, that's something people did in the past. That's something that people learned their lesson and will never do again. No, it's, well, it's going to continue 2023 to in March and it's still happening. Well, not just dope, but as you mentioned, the with EPO, a thing that everybody is clear on. There's no sort of I was taking it for some other purpose. It's pretty straightforward. Do you think though a that. mixture of EPO plus COVID vaccination <laughs> no. is probably like super dope? Yeah. Like you maybe, get like maybe that's the next installment of the Icarus documentary. Yes. Remember how that started, and then it took that turn. We were trying to see the Wuhan lab situation, and it turns out, yeah, New Zealand's been doping. This guy just <laughs> this guy just uh, comes up with some sort of creative concoction. Um, yeah, I, I he already had the B sample tested. I'm guessing this is just this is the end of the road here. But literally, I mean, well, perhaps he's gonna talk. Yeah, I'm sure he'll have a statement eventually. I want to have more. Maybe maybe he reveals some information. Although, would he have done that already in order to get a lesser sentence? But does he even care about a lesser sentence at that point if you're already retired? Maybe maybe the incentive to cooperate isn't there and, and give up more information isn't there because the ban doesn't matter to him. I think what he's going to do is he's going to take his phone and he's going to take his laptop and he's just going to do this. Close it. Just close it. Yeah. I'm just like. Yeah. Live life. Move yeah. on. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunate too because you always then ask the question, okay, was this happening the entire career, a portion of the career? Um, how how much is, is it something he just did at the very end? When he was older. Yeah. And, and that's that's the story that people who are, you know, want to be forgiving and, and, and want to believe that. And in some circumstances, it, it, it makes sense. But I also don't people aren't going to spend a ton of time thinking about, okay, when was the exact moment you started using something like EPO? It's, it's going to impact your entire career and how it's perceived. So it's an un unfortunate situation. Yeah. Um, all right. Happier news. Devin Allen of the Philadelphia Eagles. Back. NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles. Yes. Back. Future. 50, 53 man pro, 53 man squad. He's making the squad. He's making the team next year. Okay. He's on the practice squad still. You heard it here first from Gordon. I think he's going to make the team. All right. If you There's, say so. Uh, so he's back. Pen relays. They announced it. Going to run the high hurdles. Staying in Philadelphia. Hasn't left Philadelphia. Makes sense. Yeah. And last year, a lot of attention, obviously, going to the NFL. Maybe, do you think more attention even this year? Because he's been on the team for a year. People know the name more now. I'm excited to see it. And I like it. I like that he's doing it. He has some he has a connection with the city. 
obviously you shouldn't need any excuse to to get to pen relays because of how awesome a environment and a meet it and a meet it is but he's in just such a unique situation yeah i mean it's during the nfl draft time so i'm sure the philadelphia sports fans are going to be kind of being like oh let's not forget about this guy yeah he's in the wings waiting like he might be the next you know the next the hidden gem that they don't yeah. know about because it does take a long time to get back into football plays and understand yeah, yeah. that when he was out of it for like five plus years. But non-football wise, Devin Allen, he needs to have a – he probably wants to have a, a great year on the track because he never got to have that finishing moment in Eugene with the whole DQ-ness and false start bull, bullshit that went around. Whoa. You can't say that. You get flagged, I've realized No, that. you only get flagged if you say it within the first 10 seconds of the clip. Oh, okay. Yeah, so we're good. Yeah. You can say it one more time. Well, Watch. I, Watch. I, I'll say it again. No, 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 no. Bullshit. No. We got kids listening, man. <laughs> Never mind. Go ahead. All right. So what I was going to say is, let's not forget, who ran the fastest 110 hurdles last year? It was Devin Allen. It was Devin Allen. Yeah. Should he also run a 60 in this meet? Should they make an exhibition 60 or him just worth against some other guys why do you want to run a 60 so maybe he can run a little bit faster than 670 oh and he can lay claim to the tyreek kill yeah the matt us masters 25 to 29 well, age champion we should get a uh a clock timer at the 60 meter mark of the 110 hurdles i bet that will be faster than 670 no no i don't think so no <laughs> is he gonna run the world record is 670 pace the world record pace? i i think that i don't think you need to do the math I think it's 670 divided by 60. Well, it's going to be 1.12 times 110. 12.28. Yeah, he's not running 12.28. That'll be. It is cool of you that you were just so confident. You thought he could run over hurdles faster than Hill could just. I don't know. It's just, I'm just thinking. That would be a statement. I mean, he's. I just say throw him in a flat 60. Who do you think would win? In a 100-meter dash between Hill and Allen. Oh, Allen. Yeah. Yeah, after seeing that, 670. Prior to prior to Hill's race, I would have said Hill. Yeah. I mean, I bet you this Allen— is why, This is why people don't race. Allen could probably run six— What's Allen's 60-meter PR? People are asking. He has run uh, personal bests. He's run— ooh. 60-meter PR slow, but that was from 2014. So he hasn't really run. Um, I mean, he ran 749 in the 60-meter hurdles. Mm. That's He could probably run at least 6.5, I think, in the 60 meters. Right? 6.5? 6.5? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? In the 6.5s, not 6.50. Yeah, 6.59. Yeah. Yeah. I think he could... He could uh, acquit himself very nice. His 100 meters time is kind of slow. He's Wait. only run 10-2 in the 100. Well, he's only run it. He hasn't run it that much. I know, but like if you can run 1299, it's not 12. No, 12-8. 12-84. Yeah. You should be able to run sub-10. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't think sub-10 now is going to happen. Maybe maybe it's peak. But 12-84 should be a sub-10. I do wonder, you know, Omar McLeod sub-10. But not that many high hurdlers actually do it yeah. that that often. I do wonder how long the list would be of sub thirteen, sub ten guys if more yeah. of them if more of them did it. I mean, what's Grant's PB? Is he broken ten yet? No, he's not broken ten. How do you know? Because are you like I follow Grant Holloway? I do my research. 
for the pod, and I understand. What do you? Rant Holloway's hundred meter record uh, PB is ten twenty one. That's what I'm saying. But what what's his what's his sixty six point six five oh six five oh yeah. And maybe, maybe, well, and yeah, the four, last 40 meters would be the most challenge. But it, none of Holloway's times make sense if you think about it. Yeah. Because his quarter's really good. But then he ran that two, and his two wasn't, what was his two, like 20.2, 20. 20. 20.3? His what? 200 outdoors is 20.66. Oh. Six. His indoors is 20.69. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense either. That doesn't make any sense. His indoor 400 PR, 49.18. Well, that is. Shocking. He's never run an outdoor 400. <laughs> Yeah, I guess the Grant Holloway's marks are. Well, we're basing a lot of it off his four by four relay splits. Yeah, the fact that 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 mark that mark is carrying a lot of weight. Yeah, for Grant Holloway. But it's just funny when you look at Grant Holloway's times outside of his hurdle times. You're always like, who is this guy? Well, he was a really good multi eventer. Yeah, in in high school. Well, he didn't do all. He didn't do the actual multis. Did the pens? Didn't he? or the? No, no, no. Yeah, he did. No, he didn't. Yeah, one of those New Balance, uh, one of those uh, national championships. He did a pentathlon? Yeah, you haven't seen that? Look at- It's not on World Athletics, okay. so it didn't happen. Yeah. Was it in the official World Athletics calendar at the time? <laughs> no, this was like 2013, 2014. He did a pentathlon? I don't believe you. Yeah, that's. Watch. You bring oh, up man. the Grant Holloway Invitational on Miles Split right <laughs> hold now. On, hold you on, hold on. Are you trying to find his pro- athlete profile? Yeah. Here we go. He, he did not do a pentathlon, he did a multi event thing. I don't believe you. Somebody in the chat said Gordon Strait. I'm 100% right on this. It's also hard to find his profile now on the Miles Split because he has a name. I found it. Okay. He has a name? Well, mean? he has a, a meet named after him, so overcome. Gotcha. Yeah. His. Okay, he has done. Yeah, there's no pentathlon, Mark. Was it heptathlon? No, he's never done it. Yeah, he has. I know for a fact he's done it. Okay, wait. He did run a thousand meters, so he yeah. has definitely. Yeah, and it was he was ahead by so much. He, yeah, just, yeah. he just jogged it. Pentathlon. Yeah, you're right. He got first. Four thousand two hundred thirty. What points. meet was it? Wasn't it a legit New Balance meet? Nationals oh. indoor? Yeah, you know sometimes a issue an apology. Cl- sometimes a broken clock is right twice a day. Issue an apology. You're right. You're making fun. You're right. Of me. You're right. You should. I have three kids. I have an excuse for not remembering anything. You don't. You need to be sharper. You need to be on your game. Yeah, Khalil says. Khalil confirms. Okay, he did it one time. There was how many times did you want him to do it? He was well. I'm just saying, all world if he just ha- if he happened to do? not do it that day, you would have been way wrong. But I didn't just pick it up out of thin air. I remember reading about it or seeing it or someone telling me about it, and then I just thought of Grant Holly running. Which a one thousand. is it? Get your story straight. Did you I read don't about remember. It? Did you see about it? Or did you hear about it? I know about it, which is more than you can say. And I remember him running. A thinking about that would have been hilarious to watch him run the thousand. What did you run the thousand in? Uh, what did he run 1,000 in? He ran 2.52. Is that, that's like Kyle Garland land. 2.52? Yeah. You thought it would be faster? No, that's faster than I thought it would be. Uh, well, so three minutes is 15 minute 5K pace. So it's not terrible. If you eight times five is forty, so that's fi- that's fourteen twenty five k pace. If you go on Grant Holloway's uh, mile split profile, yeah, and you do, you know, you can do like Command F to like see how many times a certain word is on the profile. Yeah, yeah. 
How many times do you think the word one ST is, as in the word first, <laughs> yeah, yeah. on his profile? How many times? Uh, this is just high school? It's all, it's entire career. Oh. How many times is the word first written on his uh, profile? 102. 265 times. Oof, I was off. It's a lot of firsts. Yeah. 265. All right. That should be a stat pre-race. Because, like, he's, like, you know, he won, like, the high jump. Yeah. One, two, three, four, like, 12 different times in 2013, <laughs> you know. I think it should be a stat. When he's guys won 265 can... events. Yeah. In his career. Career wins. So we should, we should have a celebration at number 300. Yeah. Hey, this is your 300th win. He's like, wait, what? Go up to him at, if you see him at USA's or Worlds. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to, I'll be like, it's not going to be number 300. It'll be like number 278. I'll be like, yeah. so Grant, how does it feel to win number 278? He's like, wait, what? Yeah. Like, it's Which a, one? If you had to rank all 278, where does this one rank? Like he's a race car driver or something? <laughs> yeah. Golfer. All right. We got these 100-meter rankings. Ready to dive into these? Yes. But before we dive into them, yeah, we need to do an official statement on the on the rankings. So you independently did your rankings. Mm-hmm. I independently did my rankings using a computer algorithm. Yeah. And then we looked at your rankings. We looked at mine and we kind of merged. We sacrificed some of our thoughts. I, I let my computer know get its feelings get hurt. Be yeah. like, Kevin has a point here. My computers said computer has a point to you. Right. Yeah. And so we came across these rankings. So let's do the men first. New men. Sure. All right. Number one is Fred Curley. Obviously, he's the world champion. Uh, he, he's run multiple fast times. He's number one easily. This is the, the whole idea of these rankings is kind of like, where is it going to diverge from how the results ended in Worlds? Because at Worlds, it was Curley, then Bromel, then Bracey. In our first rankings of the 2023 we're not going with the exact same order as Worlds. We're going to put Oblique Seville third and Bracey four. Why are we doing that? Why are we putting the guy who finished fourth as the third-ranked guy going into 2023? Well, and then you could also say, why is Bromel up in two? I, we took what they did outdoors, but also we got to sprinkle in what happened indoors. And there was nobody who had a big enough indoor season to supplant what Fred Curley did. And also it helped that Fred Curley's running. So we know he's healthy. He's out in Australia running 200, running 400. The times aren't popping off the page, but he's out there and he's fine. Seville ran that fast 60 outdoors. So I think that's worth something. Romel lost to Lyles, but then came back and ended up getting the world lead in the 60. So I think he's back on track. I'm not going to penalize him much for that loss. Bracey just hasn't run. Yeah. He hasn't run yet. So he has an ability to move up. We're not forgetting about the medal that he got on the track last year. But when things are that close, if you're competing, you are, you're you're moving up. So I feel good about this group of four. I mean, the whole the whole top ten, I'm, I'm somewhat confident right now. But I also think this situation where many of these guys – could get gold. Not just metal. Many of these guys could get gold. And Seville, people forget, was fourth last year at Worlds. Yeah. So bumping up to third Jamaican's is not a huge never for, Jamaicans haven't forgot. No, and I haven't forgot because I was the one telling you. Yeah, I chose a King Oblique, Blake. Seville. Uh, so beyond the top three, of so it's Curly, Bromel, Seville, so top three. Bracey, four. Coleman, five. And then we decide to break some rules. We're like, yes, we get it. 
U.S. only going to have four people on the starting line at Worlds, but they have other guys oh, yeah, who are wasn't... top ten in the world. Yeah. So we're putting Noah Lyles at six. Over-under was five and a half for Noah Lyles. We put him at six. I feel like a lot of it's still just on the pedigree of his 200. Yes, he hasn't put a, together recent good hundreds. The 60s weren't the anything. 60s were good. They weren't. But... The, they weren't. Come on. They weren't not good. They weren't. They weren't. I'm going to win gold medal at the... But yeah, but there's a difference 100. between that and they're being good. And they were still good. Now they were good for a college kid. He's no, no, no. He he was good. He was good. And he scratch he had to scratch out of that US final yeah. with injury. Maybe in the final he goes six forty eight and then we're giving him a little bit bigger bump. You're right. A lot of this is the two hundred. Yeah. And a lot of this is Deserving so, But the six he's running better in the sixty than he has his entire career. So sure. it would make sense that his hundred would be a little bit better. So, okay, Coleman, five. Yeah, Coleman ran, didn't run much this season, 60. but he beat Lyles yeah. after the Lyles false start. Coleman, five, Lyles, six. Omanyala, seven, who has run two fast times at the World <laughs> Athletics, is not counting. Yeah. In, Don't know what's going on there. Uh, you ran but he also nine, ran indoors, twice. some indoor 60s, and they were he beat six fives. Marcel Jacobs. Uh, eight, the computers had Simbene. You did not have Simbene. I did. So we put him in there. But I think Simbene's a guy who you really can't factor, take him out of the mix. Yeah. Right? He's always going to be a factor. He's not going to give you fast times, but he's going to find a way to make a final. Well, and he might he might give you a fast time, but he's going to go on on his, his schedule. Right? And we didn't see him indoors at all. And then 9 and 10, Terrence Jones, newcomer from the Bahamas, after a good late indoor season. And then Michael Norman. I mean, yeah, sure, he has no 100-meter pedigree of late, but he did run 9-8 in the middle of nowhere in Texas. He said he's focusing on it this year, and he's a world champion. We got to give something to that. So having three world champions in Curly, Lyles, and Norman all in the top 10, it's pretty cool. Also former world champions in mm -hmm. Christian Coleman also yeah. in there. So it's, you know. So uh, Simbine, I misspoke. He he has run, but it was out some outdoor 60s yeah. as well. A 654, 653, and then uh, a 10-1-8 into a minus headwind. So I like the inclusion of Sambine. I will also say Akeem Blake. Yeah, notable omissions, Akeem Blake. Yes. Makai Williams. Kai Williams, injury. Tobogo of Botswana yes. has been really good. So Jacobs. Marcel Jacobs. The Olympic champion. Yeah. Is, the Olympic champion was the fourth guy we listed on the guys not in the mix. So what I did... Which is kind of crazy. When I was <laughs> when I was breaking this down, you're, you're trying to group them into tiers. You're saying, okay, well... This person, we can't put this person over that person. So, for example, Terrence Jones. He's the NCAA champion. You can't really put another NCAA guy above him above him right now. Yeah, like, you can't put Williams above him. Right, and favor a shit. You can't put him above him. But then, so then you're, you're figuring out where all these runners slot in. And when you go with someone like Jacobs, you're thinking, well, look at what his 60-meter times were. That wouldn't allow him to be ahead of some guys. And then you look at what he ran in the 100 last year. Yeah, he won Euros, um, but didn't compete at, at Worlds. So I'm, I think he is right now outside the top 10. Doesn't mean things can't change. An interesting guy is the guy who beat him at Euros, Samuel Ceccarelli of Italy, who's run in the, you know, he's 6'4 guy now. But his 100, he's, he hasn't been close to sub 10 yet. So that could be an interesting story to watch does he develop into a sub 10 guy and if so could he be somewhat of a threat 
you know, is he a make the finals guy, perhaps? But we haven't seen him put it together indoors yet, but he's still very young. Kevin, I spelled Terrence Jones' name wrong in fixed the that. ranking, so I just fixed, fixed it. it. Okay, good. I just fixed it. Sorry, Terrence. I apologize. I call him Ter- Terrence. Okay, as long as you fixed it, we're all good. Yeah. All right. Now, we how many guys do we have in the top 10 that were American? One, two, three, four, five, six. Is uh, Are we going to get called out for American bias by having six of our top 10 being Americans? Sorry, one more thing. Ceccarelli, 647, his 100 PB, win legal, 1045. That's crazy, right? Yeah. We but wait. he's only 23. 23. Okay. Ask uh, me that question again so uh, I can listen to it. Are we going to get some negative feedback because we have six Americans in our top 10 and you are American and I'm American? Two Americans made the ranking. Are we biased? <laughs> Everybody's biased in a certain way, Gordon. Uh, yeah, you, you could take Norman off just because he doesn't have a recent, like you said, 100-meter performance. I mean, they went one through three <laughs> in Eugene. And then you have Coleman coming back after running a good indoor season. You have Lyles, who had a really good indoor season. So those five you can't really argue with. If you're telling me, oh, you'd have Omanyala ahead of Lyles or Sambine ahead of Lyles, I think they're all pretty close. But I think really the only one that you say, all right, should they be on there yet would be Norman. But everybody else, no, look at the results. Look at the results from Eugene. This isn't, this isn't complicated. You're right. I don't think so. It's not complicated. Yeah. I mean, again, a bit of a logjam here. I think Curly is a clear number one. After that, I think it's, it's pretty tight. But, yeah, we have Seville up there in three, breaking up an American sweep as of right now. I think that's fine. I think that's accurate. All right. Time for women. See if our American bias sticks with us for the women. Not at the top. We're not going to say any craziness. We're not going to put any American women up at the top because we know the Jamaican women, one, two, three, Shelly and Fraser Price, Sharika Jackson, Elaine Thompson, hurrah, RR, one, two, three. Any reason to move that order of one, two, three or not? Or just like, come on. I mean, unless you want to put a bunch of weight into way too much weight into indoors, which you shouldn't yeah. do in this event because these three women are all proven. No, it should be. I mean, you, you could say, let's put, let's flip that order. That top three could go in a different order, but no one else should be in the top three right now. That's, when you, that's the top three. When you take into account uh, win legal and non-win legal marks and like rate the performances based off how much wind you had. So if you had like a good, a bad headwind or a really good tailwind, whatever. Shelly and Fraser Price ran the eight best marks last year. Right. So again. <laughs> so really the final no should be Shelly Ann and seven clones <laughs> should be the final. Because there's no real argument there. So yeah, Shelly Ann's one, Sharika Jackson two, Elaine Thompson hurrah three. And then this is kind of where I think the real ranking begins after the top three. Yeah. We go Dina Asher Smith four, Julian Alfred, big rise here to five yeah. based off her phenomenal indoor season. Aaliyah Hobbs had a solid indoor season as well in six. Then Toulouse, seven. Kambunji, eight. And then two Americans around the top ten. And Melissa Jefferson, nine. And Tanisha Terry, ten. Yeah. Big one is Alfred. So 
yeah, you got to reward performance. She showed up, and it wasn't just the 60. It was the 200. And her, so What have you done for me lately like, ranking right here? Yeah, a little bit when it when it makes sense. Again, I'm not going to use that to displace the top three. Who yeah, because Sharika didn't have a good 60, but who, 60, who, but who, like, who yeah, cares? Yeah, we, we know what she's going to do in, in the 100. So the way I look at these is if, if everybody lined up right now, what would the order be? This is not a pick about who's going to win world championships. It's just if everybody lined up right now, what would the order be? Hold on. In the 100. So what's the difference between that? One is how you think they're going to do when the world championships come. One is right now, if they all were in a magical race, who would get first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth? Okay. If they were all in a magical race right now, who would get first, second, third, fourth? This, this is what I think. This is what I think the order would be. Right now or in at Worlds? No, right now. If they're in a hundred right now, I think they'd be fine. So, okay. But at Worlds will be different then. Well, you're, you're factoring in like, if you think someone's going to peak or injuries or anything like that in there as well. But like... What tell me your what's the difference in these two lists? I want to know your difference between the August list and Okay, we've done list. this like three times. One is a one is like a snapshot I know, in terms I know. of right, right now. Your, the other one's a projection. Okay, tell me the difference of the how will your projection change? Oh, my projection. What would my projection be? Um let's see. What would you change for the projection version? I mean I might have I might have Alfred in the medals. Who are you taking off? Well, it's tough. Come on, yeah. say it. Say yeah, it out no, loud. No, I don't know. No, you can't just say I might have – like make it – have a take. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I honestly don't know on that one. I mean I think I think when you're talking about projection though, usually you're factoring in health and who's going to run – who's run well in the in the big meets. And the I, know, I'm, I know all the – yeah. I just want to put a name to the piece of paper. What would change on these rankings in your mind? Between now and then? Yeah. Not well, I don't know. If I did, I'd bet money on it. I don't know. Well, That's just tell me. Point. What does I don't Kevin know. Sully it's think? What I don't know. I, this is what I'm saying is right now. Who's going to win the NBA title? The Bucks. How do you know that? Because the Sixers are not very but good. But no, how this do you know that? so easy. It didn't happen yet. How do you know? Yeah. You, have a, you, have, you have an opinion and you said the Bucks. There's more data there. So There's more data there. There's, no, there's, no, there's no, a whole no, year of data so here. So you're saying who who's my pick for 100-meter champion? No. Shelly and Frazier Price. No, I'm not asking that. I don't know what I'm you're saying, asking, I guess. What would be different... How would you change these rankings if you had to do a projecting ranking, ranking as opposed to right now ranking? I'm asking you to have an opinion on put put your yeah. I would say I would probably have Alfred higher. Where? That's what I said. And who would you take down? I mean, third behind Fraser Price and uh, Jackson. Okay, so you take Elaine Thompson Hurrah off the top three. Yeah. Okay. That wasn't hard. Yeah, but that's not that. In, that's just that's not as interesting. I don't think taking the Olympic champion off. No, I mean just guessing based on what we think they're going to do. Because it's just the, the injuries and the who's peaking at the right time. It's just then nothing in the the results don't matter when you do that. That's why I don't like that style of ranking. Okay. Then you're just coming up with something in your a story in your head and you're putting it down on paper. This is like, hey, right now this is who I think would do it. So anyway, but it, it but. That also doesn't make sense because do you, you think Shrika Jackson will get second in a hundred right now? I don't think she would. In a hundred, yes. In a sixty, no. In a really? hundred, yes. I guess when I say right now, I'm. That's a little bit. You like, mean right now where they got thirty days of training? Yeah, I, I guess because track is so like specific like that. Yeah. I guess the right now is a little bit more 
Like literally broader. right now, because some of them might be asleep. It depends on what time zone they're in. Well, and if it's right right now, and if some have to. Tra- who's traveling the most to get to the right now race? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. is it in Austin? Because that's Julian Alfred. It's going to have an advantage because she just can show up. Like, if we had, if we had the, the reason I use the, the right now, it's because I want the results to matter. Like what they run matters, which yeah. is why I have Hobbs at in six with a six ninety four, and I'll, you put that combined with the fact that she ran pretty well outdoors last year. Alfred is interesting because Alfred, remember, Devin Allen wasn't the only one who had a crazy DQ on that night in Eugene. Women's semifinals, Alfred got DQ'd with a .094 reaction, I believe. Went after the gun, it's a good got memory. DQ'd. You got a great memory, sir. I thought you had bad memory because of the kids. No, it would have been even better oh. pre-kids. Okay. It might be .095. Now, now I'm second-guessing myself. <laughs> in any event, I don't think she was going to go win the final. No. I don't think she was going to get top three in that final, but maybe she gets fifth and then everybody looks, looks at, at the different. season differently. Yeah. And it was all because of that DQ. Cause remember she ran 1081 yeah. last year. So she was, she was, she was running well last year, but now she's on a different level entirely, which is why I think maybe, maybe even call me crazy, but if she does make the final and gets fifth, she goes pro and doesn't even have the Texas season. Yeah. It could have been the, the, you know, Coach Flo was probably like, thank God you got DQ because now I got a whole extra year with you. Yeah, yeah. Not that at- coaches are cheering for athletes to get DQ'd. Yeah, but, no, yeah. don't don't get DQ'd. I no. think they're they're against that. Um, all right, and then the, the rest of that list, I think it's those last three or four, it's pretty open there. Kambunji ran indoors, ran well. Tulu ran well. Jefferson and Terry were good last year, but I mean, I'm sure the Jamaican 4-5 is, could could – lay claim there as well too um in the chat someone asked about the grass in the hundred yeah i mean i would i would put him in there as well as somebody who's right on the the outside um we just don't know and, and he so he's the perfect example of the now versus later the grass is the, the perfect example of the because the regular season he's just doing all that to get ready for for world championships so he may not even appear on the top 10 list until two weeks before world championships um a lot of pushback on well not a lot but some pushback on jacobs not being in the top 10 the do italian res- do you want to respond <laughs> no i don't know if they're italian we we established it was an international show germany uk what's the pushback how dare we not put the guy who keeps on getting beat uh, um, in our top 10 let me find who one didn't make the world final in our top 10. Well, Gerald says Terrence Jones has never broken 10 seconds. How is he ahead of the many people that broke 10 seconds last year? Um, Satoshi says, so they ranked 100 men based on the 60 dash. No, that's not what we did. Fred Why is Curley, Fred Curley number one? Fred Curley didn't run a 60. I'm, but I'm not going to ignore a 60 as well, too, because it tells you something. doesn't tell you the whole thing. Where's the other one? There was another one. Uh, Jordan, right. The Olympic champion and world indoor champion doesn't get the benefit of the doubt for more recent performance than Michael Norman, all caps, skull emoji. No, he's getting benefited out because literally his most recent performance is winning the world title in the 400. And I don't know about you, but you got to run 100 meters <laughs> within a 400. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that helps your argument there, Gordon. I don't know. Who, who comes off as more prime to succeed in track and field in 2023 michael norman after running the 400 winning the 400 meter title or marcel jacobs after limping through worlds and then winning the european 100 meter title 
If that you, that if, actually if, is a really good question in terms of odds. That that actually is like who would have the better odds right now? Norman versus Marcel Jacobs. Yeah. I mean, you know that you assume Norman's healthy. Yeah, you have, so that's you, part you, have, of that. you have yet to see a bad Norman race. We've seen right. multiple bad but Jacobs it's, situations. But it's, but it's 100 versus a 400. And if he does the curly model, then yeah, okay, it's going to be fine. But he's 10. Uh, like, I, I just think... Yeah, he's also 10. We're if not we did, him If he did top 20, everybody's favorite runner would be on there. And I think there's just not... There's not much of a difference between the, on the back also, half of Also, why are we list. playing at 10? That person's not even making the final. So... It's a non-issue. Well, that is the other thing. Yeah, if someone gets 10th and they don't even make the final, they would consider that not a good result. They would not be happy with that result. Oh, I'm 10th best in the world? No. Yeah, because the way the rankings work is 1 through 8, and then everyone that doesn't make the final is 9th. So it's like a 100-way uh, tie for 9th for everyone else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with Norman, I need to see it. Like, I want to see a couple hundreds, not just... you need to see it? Do you need to read it? Or do you need to hear about it? No, I need to, I need to see the... Like what he does, because that hundred, the hundreds that he ran in in twenty twenty one were good, but that fastest time came from from that AP Ranch meet, and I don't know. Like I guess Jacobs, we're always gonna see like that guy had that Olympic title, right? You can't get that image out of your mind. He beat a lot of these guys. Correct. He, he ran fast, but. You look at recent results. Yeah, I mean, indoors, he's judged based on what he's done previously. And in, we saw how good he can be indoors when he beat Christian Coleman world indoors. So you know, okay, this is this is Jacobs. Like, this is how good he can be. And then we saw what he was this indoor season when he lost the Italian championships, lost Euros. And to boot, he looked hurt as well too, like grabbing his leg. You got to factor that stuff in, right? If you were at 6'4", four, four, now you're at 6'5", you're clearly lying on your hinge profile. Well, that's – no, I meant the – that actually was kind of a good joke. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Thanks, man. Got a kind of a good joke compliment from my colleague, Kevin yeah. Sully. Yeah, Jordan says – to be fair, I mean this is a good pushback. Um, who do you choose, the man who sub-10 is dubious and who won an asterisk world title or the Olympic champion, world indoor champion? I can't rank Ooh. a go- – I can't rank a ghost. Norman is not top 10 unless he runs. Uh, the asterisk world title, big Stephen Gardner fan. We see. Stephen Gardner's What's, great. Why is it an asterisk world title? How is Norman an asterisk world title? Yeah, I don't. I don't agree. With it's because of Stephen Gardner. Yeah, not being but there. there. I mean, there's injuries in a lot of events. Yeah, but like people choosing different. The best events. guy not being in it does make it easier to win. But then you got to have an awful lot of asterisks <laughs> yeah. going back. Not you know, just this you know, world championship. You, know, you know, got a lot of asterisks from their 2016 NCAA titles. Oh, we. <laughs> Please don't talk about Chez. Jerry lost. Please don't talk about Chez anymore. Um, yeah, this will be interesting. Like this is going to – I'm glad people have opinions on yeah. it. What this ranking is, should we do next? It's going to change. The 200. This is going to be a daily segment. 200. Until we get to the end of time. Yeah. I'm really excited for the Javelin throw rankings. 800? 800? Ooh. No. Emmanuel Career 1. 2 through 10. Question mark. Question mark. I Random. Yeah. Uh, no, but – yeah. What, what no, I would just I, I I'm just thinking I hope they run enough so that way we can make some changes. Yeah. And it's not just hypothetical. Because we used all of indoors and all last year and everything to get to these rankings, but you hope that there's gonna be some competing head to head or at least competing in legitimate meets so you can see where everybody stands. Because someone like Bracey, 
maybe he is number one. Maybe he's number nine. You just don't know. Bracey did tweet out a very cryptic tweet that made me think this guy might win the title. It was like two two like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. I saw it and I was like, "Ooh, that's giving me good vibes." That yeah. like Bracey's like ready to tear it up. Well, what was the? I forget it, but I just remember seeing it and be like, no one's talking about the guy who got second at Worlds. Everyone's talking about the Olympic champion, the world champion. And it was pretty close. incoming Noah Lyles, the resurgence of Christian Coleman, the I'm still here, Bromel, but everyone's just ignoring Bracey. And we even ignored him by dropping him from second to fourth. But, you know, Bracey didn't do us any favors by not running, so... If Bracey goes out there and runs a bunch of six fours indoors, we're like, I know you're still number two. Oh, 100%. The only way I think there's a small group of people who could have passed Curly, and they would have been probably Bromel or Bracey, and they would have had to run just completely on fire during the indoor season for them to, to pass Curly. But even then, it would have been, would have been tough. So, yeah, the plan's going to be to release all the other. Field, uh, all the other event rankings throughout the week and next week and so on. We're also going to have some U.S. rankings. Yeah. So just U.S. only. And then NCA rankings. Gordon loves So three US tiers of rankings. rankings. NCA, U.S., world. Can anyone be number one in all three? Mm. That's a great question. Well, can you think of anyone that could be number one in all three? Number one in all three. U.S., so an, um, can an American collegian be number one in anything? I guess you'd say maybe Britton Wilson. Or? Or. Who am I missing? Think hard. Oh. Kyle Garland. Or? I don't know. Go ahead. I don't know. Jasmine Moore. In the triple? She's going to be ahead of. Long jump. She's going to be ahead of... Uh... Long jump. Where do you have her? I don't know, but she could be. She could be number... She jumped over seven meters. Yeah, but didn't... Um... Maybe not in the first round, but she could eventually become number one. Long jump indoors. Let me look at this. Yeah, long jump indoors. Let's look at it. Yeah, she world lead. Sawyer's was 7 Well, let's. What was last year's indoors? This is some good stuff here. Yeah. Come on. 709 Valletta. Let's go outdoors. Hold on. Yeah, go outdoors. It's Tara Davis. Let's go deep dive. In the world? Yeah. She had the number one jump in the world. Really? Yeah. So Jasmine Moore, she could be uh pull off the trifecta. NCA USA World. Outdoors. This is good stuff. This no, is fun. It wasn't. Oh, that's 2023. No, 2022. Outdoors. It was Brooke. Bushkul, 713. Oh, there was Nihambo, a, 712. A, a, a non win legal jump. Sorry. Yeah. Nihambo's really good. Yeah. And Valletta's really good. Yeah. But Justin Moore is now very good. No, I, I'm not saying she's not very good. I, I For the rankings, though, it's going to be tough to. So right now, though, right, Corin, we're doing right now. Snapshot. <laughs> Snapshot Kevin Sully here. I, what I'm saying is pretty obvious it's just it's like a power ranking versus a because you did like who's in right, the nba right. title it's like yeah yeah you would there's different rankings in nba or nfl when you're doing it mid-season versus people's pick about who's going to win and everyone looks at rankings differently yeah i think where i confused you and maybe confused myself was when i said right right now we think of it completely literally and then you're saying okay well then julian alfred 
she's on fire right now. Like, yeah. no, no, you're probably not going to bet against her because we know she's she's in shape and she's ready to roll. But that's I guess that's not entirely what I meant. Yeah. But we got there. We got there. Um, we're hoping to get Chloe Abbott here on the line here pretty soon. We've got 10 more minutes left in the show. She's supposed to join uh, at 10 to. This is how we. Are you going to talk musical theater? Or mu- wait, what was it? Show choir versus musical theater? Yeah. Which, did she do musical theater? I'll ask her. You got to ask. First question. First question. Th- th- wait, which one is the good one again? Musical theater is good, right? Yeah. And then show choir is bad. Yeah. Show choirs for the people who don't have talent. Gosh. Oh, Lord. I hope. Uh, show choirs are single threat. Musical theaters are triple threat. Triple threat. All right. Sing, dance, and act. Show choir is just. Give me an example. Singing and fake dancing. Can you give me an example of show choir? What have I seen that show choir? Glee is show choir. Oh, okay. We talked about that. Then. Yeah, we talked about this. Musicals um, are Hamilton. Oh, okay. I'm trying to. This is really hard. All right. Uh, so here's the thing. We decided we're going to start doing some interviews on the pod. And Yeah, yeah we're rolling. We, uh, we're the thing we got to figure out this whole interview thing is scheduling them properly. Yeah. No, it's gonna, we got one hour. But well, we got three hours. So We have three hours? Well, one hour slots three times a week. No, but like we have one hour. There's only nine minutes left in the pod and we have yet to interview a guest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, no. She, she said uh, 120. So we're, we're all good. Okay. We're good. I mean, what's your – in the future you're talking about? Just trying to get like a like – a, we can't change the time. Well, here my, here's my thing is is when we do our podcast, like when all the track athletes are working out. Yeah, maybe that's it. We get them all post-workout. Yeah. When we don't get any athletes. Do you think they're – do you think it's better to interview an athlete before their workout or after their workout? Oh, after for sure. Yeah. But if they have a bad workout, they're probably not going to be in a good mood. Yeah. Depends what time zone they're in too. Maybe yeah. we go international with this thing. And then the time zones work out. Carson Warholm is probably just eating dinner right now watching. And he's been on the pod before. Television. You weren't on that pod. I was Lincoln and I were on that pod. Good interview. Gave good stuff. Talked about why he ran in 2020. Said he had 10 years. Can't waste one of them. You got 10 years to compete in track. How many years has he been competing so far? I think he meant as a pro, not overall. Oh, because I was like, is, is, is this he, it? Is, is are, we, are, we, are we to the end? He's 27. He's probably yeah, been yeah. running for more than 10 years now. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Anything else in the chat? Chat, what's going on? Other than they hate us. Let's see. People are talking about Elaine Thompson Hurrah running a 400 because she ran it in six. Remember last year she did the same thing? She went out really fast apart um i didn't have much on that other than i would just repeat the same stuff i said last year which is the 400 is hard for everybody and if you go out hard it makes it especially difficult so and i think her season turned out okay right yeah oh looks like we got chloe no we're getting close getting getting close. close we have a chair we have a chair we're getting close we're getting close to getting chloe um yeah i yeah, Anthony says Elaine used that four hundred shake out the cobwebs and to tell her, <laughs> tell her that her current coach needs to be gotten rid of. Yeah, I don't know about all that, but Chloe can you hear us. Let's see, we're gonna get there. She there we is. Go. We got uh, Nico. Can we bring her on? All right, joining us now, Chloe Abbott. She was runner up at the NCAA four hundred back in twenty nineteen. Current 
guest. No, what are you, contestant? What's the terminology for what you're doing on The Voice? Technically, I am a contestant being on The Voice right now. <laughs> All right, break it down for us because you're talking to track fans now. They may not be singing fans. They may not be uh, game show fans. Give us the 60-second, how does this whole thing work and how do we get you to win? Yeah, so basically, um, The Voice is a reality singing show where you go on and you sing in front of four coaches that don't see you. Um, you just sing and if they like you and they want to turn for you, which means that they want to work with you further, they will press their button, turn their chair, realize who you are, get all excited. And then um, you guys are together now, you and the coach or coaches that turn for you. And you guys progress throughout the competition, working on different songs, um, singing a lot of different covers, and just getting coached by some of the best, eh, that's debatable, but some of some really <laughs> cool people, some really cool people um, as coaches that are working in the industry right now. So it's um, definitely not like track, but it's, <laughs> it's still pretty interesting, <laughs> I feel like. It's pretty competitive. What is the... Uh the nerves like going on stage with the lights when you're competing with your voice versus competing with your legs and uh what's like similarities between the nerves of before a big track race and the differences honestly like i've, I've it's not the same at all um like at all i think like uh track and field is way harder like lining up to to compete to race it's a different it's a different type of nerve it's like that type of nerve is like i'm excited i'm ready but i also like know it's gonna hurt so like you kind of have to like block out the pain sensory things that happen in your mind before a race but like for the voice it was like i'm not it was not a it was an excited nervousness it was like a Oh, I can't wait, especially because I'm not going to be in pain. You know, I'm not going to like go out and like have to feel like fatigue in my legs and like have to fight for my life. You know what I'm saying? Like you just go out there, you sing. If they like you, then they turn. If they don't like you, then you don't turn. And, and then you don't really, you either gain or lose and you don't really lose too much. But I feel like um, prepping for it definitely was the same. I kind of like locked in uh, similarly to how I compete, um, just the voice is like really intense it's a very high pressured situation um you're locked in a hotel for like a month and you're just practicing this song over and over and over again and you're trying to get it right you're doing practices throughout the day um production commitments and it's it's definitely a lot and you don't realize how much it is until like you like leave the hotel and you're like oh my god like like bobby like <laughs> let me like take a week off from practice and everything because it was so much work like they work you but so i think preparation wise it was similar to track and field you know like double day practices and you know eating right you know with singing you have to warm up almost every single day twice a day to keep your vocals lubricated and properly you know in the right places and and then you can't eat certain things like sugar and you know um juice that has a lot of sugar in it it's just like similar to track and field restricting certain things but just for different purposes so what uh is there like um you know i can't i think i can sing but i'm not that great of a singer i try singing and mm -hmm. i know there are certain mm -hmm. notes that i try to hit where i know like i don't know if it's gonna be i'm gonna hit it on this day like i don't know if my, i'm ready for it 
similar to like in a race where like, am I going to have it in that final 150 in that final 50 meters? So when you're right. in the middle of singing a song, when it's like, it's one take, you don't get to sing it twice. Is there a point where like, you're thinking ahead be like, am I going to be able to hit that note the same way? Am I going to have it in my legs in the final 50? Um, kind of, I never thought of it that way. I feel like <laughs> with singing, it's like, <laughs> yeah, like there's not, it's almost, it's very similar to track and field because it's like, you really have to just go for it. Like, it's like, yeah, you may get lactic and you may like feel that monkey jump on your back that last 50 meters. But like, if you think about it that way, then it's like, it's gonna happen. It's inevitable at that point, like it's over for you. And so I feel like with the same thing with singing, it's like, you know, it's coming. Like, you know that the note's gonna come. So at this point, you might as well just give it your all. And even if you don't hit the note, like you just gotta follow through with confidence, you know? I feel like track and field exposes you a little bit more. Like you don't, no matter how confident you look at that point, like it's over. Like it's obvious there's only eight people in this race. Like it's either you win or you lost. Like it speaks for itself. There's no, nothing really to calculate. It's just that obvious. But like with music, it's like, you can be like, oh, well, you know, she probably was just tired or, you know, she probably just didn't drink enough water in the beginning of the song. It's like, track and field's like, no, she lost. That's it. <laughs> and she didn't have it in her. And that's it because seven other people got her or whatever. So it's similar, but I think I think the the biggest similarity is the preparation with track and field and, and, and singing. I think that it was I'm honestly really grateful to be a professional athlete being in that situation because a lot of singers and creatives never been in a high pressured situation where they have to compete at a high level in front of a whole bunch of people and a lot of them fold, you know, like they don't really know how to how to handle it because They've only, you know, done coffee bars and saying, you know, little gigs mm -hmm. around for their families, but like never in front of four prestigious judges that, um, you know, really want you to sing your best on that stage in that moment. So a lot of people did fold, um, but I think track and field prepared me for that. So that's why I was like, oh, this was a cakewalk, like compared to a track meet to me, like mm -hmm. cakewalk, cakewalk. You've been singing for a while. People who follow your career know that you used to sing national anthem at when you were at Purdue and you've released music. Yeah. I'm guessing though, the attention that you're getting for it now is much bigger than any other <laughs> moment in your singing career. Is Can you just describe what the reception has been like? Yeah. Um, I feel like it's, it's interesting because obviously I thought it was going to be, it's super hard to gauge sometimes with reality TV, if I'm going to be honest with you. Like, you don't really, you're not in control of the narrative. You know, you're not really in control of what goes out. You're not really in control of the videos they post, you know? So, like, at that point, you're kind of leaving your fate and your public, <laughs> you know, persona up to the hands of producers that are just trying to do their job. Um, so, I feel like um, it has been interesting because I've never really been looked at as like someone who's doing singing full time. And mm -hmm. I think when people saw me doing the voice, it's like, oh my gosh, you're really doing this. And I will say it creates another level of like, oh, so if you're actually doing this, and that means that we hold you to another level of expectation now. Now it's not like you're just singing for fun. Now it's like, oh, now that you're actually taking this seriously, let's get mm -hmm. into the details of each song you just sang. And yeah. it just opens up the door to a lot more like chatter and a lot more like scrutiny. But 
I like I said, I mean, I feel like I experienced that for the first time with that four by four um, at Purdue with Kendall mm-hmm. Ellis and, you know, our four or four getting tracked down or whatever. Like that was the first time I feel like I've ever experienced like hate on like social media. Mm-hmm. And so and it wasn't even directed to me, but it was just like our team got like and we still get like. Yeah, yeah. Like, that happened so long ago. Like, Random TikToks pop up of that, that clip sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, it'll be like an anniversary. Like, oh, yeah. Remember so many years ago when this happened? And it's like, guys, this always happens. This always happens in track and field. Like, let us not forget. Like, people always get hawked down. But ever since that situation, I've learned how to, like, handle the scrutiny or, like, you know, opinions of other people that, you know, don't know anything about track and field or don't know anything about music. Mm-hmm. So I feel like being a professional athlete is really kind of, especially in the public eye. I mean, and then if, if I talk super transparently, I mean, like be, turning pro has not been easy. I've been very open and transparent about that in my journey. Um, and I've heard so many things about me being a professional athlete and not being able to run the same way I ran in college and all that jazz. And it's like, you know. When you're a professional athlete, you sign up for the wins and the losses, you know, mm-hmm. and the injuries and the you sign up for the entire journey. So I've kind of had to grasp that. But in the same token, like with the voice, you know, there's going to when you are on the show, you're signing up for whatever those producers want to put out for you. And you're signing up for whoever has something to say about you in a negative way or a positive way. Like, it's just a part of the game, you know, like, so you got to pay attention to it and let it fuel you in a negative or positive way or you just ignore it and live your life and keep pursuing what you want to pursue <laughs> you mentioned uh, bobby earlier you're out in la now with a with a new training group uh, obviously a lot of huge names in that training group you have world record holders like kenny harrison Sidney mclaughlin the mm-hmm. a, a thing mo what's that been like and, and who do you train with on a day-to-day basis out there Oh, man. Honestly, this has been one of the most transformative um, experiences being with this group. I mean, last year I was with Bobby as well, but it was just me and Morla Kay, Akinison, and then Sydney and Allison. And I mean, being in that group already was just like, whoa. I mean, I've always dreamed of working with Allison, let a, like running with her, but let alone like being her teammate at one point. Mm-hmm. So that was huge. And then, right, our group just progressed like out the blue, randomly, just this big old, everyone's pulling up to LA and we're all gonna train together and be like teammates. And I was like, okay. (laughs) And so on a regular basis, Jenna wouldn't be happy to say this, but we train together pretty often. (laughs) Um, But you know, Jenna, she, I'm a 400 meter runner and Jenna's, you know, 200 meter specialist. And, but you know, sometimes she has to do my workouts. And so whenever we have a workout together, she's like, I wanna work with you. Like, it's gonna be hard today like <laughs> you guys are always putting me with Chloe um but it's been really huge I think for me the biggest thing is like having support from people like Kenny and Jenna um specifically because they are vets in the game and they also have been through you know the scrutiny of people over looking their races or having so much to say about them and you know oh like just different I think aspects of track and field that not a lot of people talk about, you know, the anxiety that comes with it, or like just the real life things that happen when you're trying to just do your job and do a good job at it. And it's been great being able to talk to them because they have just normalized the experiences that I've had. And they'd be like, oh, 
girl, I went through that. It's all right. Like, mm-hmm. it's okay. Things happen. Like, you you just got to, you know, refocus and, and, and just prioritize what needs to be prioritized. So having not only them, but like um, a thing in Brandon Miller, who I think are also fabulous additions to the team. I mean, they are so joyous and like they're only 21 years old so like sometimes we'll like try and go and hang out as a team and we can't go to certain places because they're like not of age so it's like (laughs) okay we forget sometimes like you know we're not in college and we i mean we we aren't in college at all and so it's nice having like them too like breaking up you know i think like we all have just such special personalities and i think that's why formula cursey has been kind of formulated because it's just nice to give the track world like an insight on like you know like our personalities and how we're all so different there's unsponsored people and sponsored people in the group and we all have different levels of um greatness that we've achieved obviously sid with like world record kenny with her world record at one point and jenna with just the just how amazing her mind is i could talk about jenna all day um more like hey and like how many relays she's been on she's like competed with almost every single vet in the game more like hey um and then maya who's been working with allison during the bk riders um you know era where it was just everyone every vet from that point you know and and so i think it's just been nice like having so many like a vast range of talent all in one area and i think we really do like push each other like there's so many things that like I used to struggle with and then like coming now to the group, being able to just talk to them in an open way has been amazing. And I've been able to just have a lot more confidence and like motivation because like, you know, we're going to do relays and we're going to like, when we practice together, like we don't just die by ourselves, we're dying together. And it's just, mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of college and it's just been a really great like experience. Cause as a professional athlete, you don't really have those team experiences um as you did in college so not only having a team but then having a team of vets it's like okay i don't i think this is great you know like it's awesome so it's 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 really been like transformative since since working with them um as a group so yeah have you ever like just in practice seen something like amazing that you know no one else is ever going to be able to see because it wasn't filmed like i imagine seeing sydney do some rep might have been like what did I just see? Or seeing a thing mode do a, a 400 some at one point is like, what did I just like, has there ever been something that you saw like, well, I just saw a history that no one's ever going to know about. Yes. On a regular basis. And I mean, like, and it's awesome when we see those things and we're just like, wait, what did she just do? Wait, what did a thing just run? Oh, she just did like repeat. I don't know, 400s in the same time, every single time. Is she negative splitting? Like, does she only have nine seconds? Like, there's so many things that happen in the group that, like, we are just like, Jesus. Especially with Kendra. Kenny is really, like, I mean, I think, like, her focus and, like, at practice, it's, it. I think that's the biggest thing that I've learned being in this group. It's, like, when we pull up to practice, it's not a game. Like, it's not, we're not here for play play. Like, we're not here to just, do what Bobby's telling us to do and then go home. It's like, no, this is our job. Like we eat, sleep and breathe this thing. And I think that's something that I learned because I am super chill. I'm like, okay, yeah, we're just going to pull up, work out, do what we got to do, go home, see you tomorrow. But like, no, like everyone has their process. And like, 
I mean, I think like I was saying, Kenny's focus, I think, is just the thing that I've paid attention to the most. She gets to practice and it's 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 all work, no play. Like and I kinda love it because it kind of reminds me of like we're not here to just run fifty point or like twenty three, twenty two. Like we're here to break records. We're here to like put our names on the walls. Like we're here to like really change the sport you know, with, with what we're doing. And so it just puts everything into perspective. Like this is not a game. And yeah. So I practice, we, <laughs> and even with formula courtesy, I think like, we're like, okay, we want to show people some stuff, but like, we also really love how, you know, there's things that are happening that right. Like not everyone's going to be able to see. And we love that. And I think that's what keeps the group so cool because we want to open you know, we want to show the world what's going on with our with who we are, but there's also a beauty in like keeping things really intimate and keeping practice practice and not getting wrapped up in the hype of trying to make Formula Cursey a big thing, you know. So yeah, there's moments when I'm like, what the freak? Like what? Oh, okay. We just sit there and we just say, All right, next rep. And Bobby, you know Bobby. Bobby's just like always walking around cool like yeah i knew that was gonna happen all right next group like, let's go so <laughs> it's awesome uh last question going back to the voice and then we'll let you go uh you're on team chance the rapper as people know who have been paying attention i don't know the mechanics of the show though like how much is left to take is it already done like like what what's the process from here until everybody else sees it yeah so um a lot of the episodes are pre-recorded and then in May, that's when the live shows happen. And that's when oh, okay. people can actually vote in and yeah, like send votes and all that jazz. So yes, I do. I think the next episode actually airs May, tw March, March, sorry, March 27th. And that is the battle rounds where Chance puts all of us together. Like he puts two people together that are on the same team. So the teams are battling against one another and we sing a duet. And, you know, then Chance will be able to pick, you know, who's saying better. So, like I said, it was like another competition aspect. And I was like, okay, let's line up. Like, let's go. Like, <laughs> it's you against me. Like, I'm, I'm not new to this. I'm not new to competition. So, I think that also is cool. Like, some people, they fold. And some people, they're able to stand up and do what they got to do. So, and then at the end of the day, it's really kind of what the coaches want to hear the most. You know, like, mm -hmm. it's really up to them. No matter how good you sing or how bad you sing, it's really up to them. So it's just like so much things up left for chance, mm -hmm. you know. So, Literally, yeah. <laughs> Literally, well, like. <laughs> well, I think you've made history because you're the only person to be simultaneously coached by Bobby Kersey and Chance the Rapper. Yeah, I don't think that's a record that's ever going to be broken. No, unless you know someone else on your group also can sing. I, I think uh, can can Brandon Miller throw down some lyrical. Rhymes? No. Does he have any talent there? No. no. Uh, <laughs> and, I, and I love him, but no. <laughs> no. Does anybody have any singing talent in the group? Well, you don't want to out them because then it'll be like, oh, we're asking no. to sing in the press conference. <laughs> Chloe said no, you could right. sing. Yeah, a thing. Just start Chloe singing. said you're really good. I would get, hear that forever, and I would they would not let that down. Um, I would say the closest person to singing well actually would be Kenny. Like, okay, Kenny. There's because she, 
we have very similar interests in music we've learned um and so i think kenny would be the the one to be the singer but like don't ever ask heavy quotes heavy quotes of singing yeah yeah like this is like very like for interview purposes who tries the hardest i think so who, who who tries the hardest? They don't have the talent, but man, they really want it when it comes to singing. I don't think any of them actually try. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> like if I'm going to be honest, like, because I sing all the time. I'm always singing, like, yeah. at practice and, you know, we're just hanging out. And no one actually, like, goes out and, like, tries to do it. Everyone, I think, just is like, yep, that's you. And we're just going to let you let your freak fly you know like <laughs> we're not gonna dabble in it yeah. but you gotta just pay attention because some people do but just not in public maybe yeah. they're intimidated by your ability so they wait till you're off the track and then they all start busting into yeah, show like, tunes yeah it's like it's like an episode of glee when yeah. she leaves she's gone now we can sing and it's Chloe's all just clear. like yeah. <laughs> i feel like no I, I feel like everyone really is just like i yeah like our group i don't think is like that type of oh we just want to mm, yeah no 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 one honestly there are mm. some rap i'm not going to expose who but there is someone who tries to rap okay we'll, figure, we'll, we'll yeah. yeah we'll make that we're our gonna point. do some investigation i'm not, on I'm that. not gonna say <laughs> i'm not gonna say who but yeah there's i will not the singing but there's someone who likes to rap sometimes Right. I have a, I have an idea who I think it is. We can we can investigate. We'll that. investigate that later. <laughs> Chloe, thanks a bunch for your time. You got a lot going on out there. We appreciate you taking some of the time out of your day to uh, chat with us. And best of luck on the on the track and also on the show. Yeah, stay tuned to NBC. Definitely stay tuned to the battle rounds. And yeah, just excited to rep the track and field world and do what I do. So thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thanks, Chloe. Thank you. All right. Gordon, successful interview. We mentioned we did it. before, we, we haven't done a lot of interviews recently. We're going to do it. Great guest to start off. Had, the first of many. Yeah. We hope. The I bar mean, has been raised. The if, bar is high. If they're like that, you got to do more of them. Right? Yeah. She was great. Chloe's great. She's been great. Um, I've actually gone out and filmed the workout with her, and she's not joking when she says she, I mean, she sings through the whole workout, basically. I mean, not when she's running, but like rest time in between reps, like warming up, like. There's a soundtrack. It was incredibly entertaining. Um, All in the Game says, quote, lyrical rhymes. Gordon, really? <laughs> yeah, you kind of hit yourself I, I, I was there. trying to, like, throw down, like, a freestyle rap is what I was trying to say. Oh, you could have just said rhymes. Or you could have said, does he lyrical, sing? Lyrical rhymes. That's, does a, he, that's does a cool sing? way of does saying sing? it. You could just say, does he sing? That's it. Uh, all right, we'll leave it there. We went super long. Thanks to Nico. For producing shout out we got someone chiming in from spain now too so we gotta do like a roll call at the beginning yes of the of the country get all the countries do you think we could get someone to watch our podcast from like how many countries do you think we can get to that's that's what i'm saying next time we'll we'll try to do that we'll, we'll, let's try to get to we'll set a marker and that'll be our pr and then we'll build off that yeah let's get, try to get to 20 yeah 20 countries that'd be going be a lot i think we could do it we get to 20 yeah for sure all right talk to you guys like on... subscribe Friday, right? Friday. 12.30. See you then.